Oh, dear. Well, here we are back in the basement, back on Zoom. Uh, you know what? But there's worse things in the world. So welcome back to Oh Dear, presented by Bose Bar and Stage, episode nine. Here we are. And yeah, things things changed a little bit. We got a glimpse of the studio, which was nice. We learned some things. We're back here on Zoom. As always, here with the man who proves light is faster than sound because he seems bright until he speaks. Dustin Moore, how's it going? <laughs> oh, did you have to? Did, it looked like you might have read that off your clipboard and it wasn't memorized, but. I did write it down to make sure I, I delivered right. it well. Yeah. All right. I was wondering who, uh, you know, I, I found it hard to keep up to that. So the saying is probably true. Yeah. So it's not an insult. It's It's a description. Yeah. No, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. It's uh where are we April whatever we are at and it, you know, I feel a little bad for our restaurant friends. We just just got shut down to patios, but I'm doing good. A little bit of a kink in the neck. I can't look over my right shoulder today, but uh all is well. Thanks to everyone who uh purchased merch too. Really appreciate that. And uh, you know what? He's the best looking guy in the room, but we need a paper bag for his personality. Kevin Walsh, how's it going? <laughs> Oh, that was yeah. I'm really, I'm, just, I'm really mean today. Yeah, I'm sorry. That one cut deep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just want to start off. I apologize to everybody. Today is Thursday, April eighth, and we just had a massive snowstorm after a really nice early spring, and it's totally my fault because I got our summer tires on yesterday morning. So I apologize to the people. We accept. So you're the guy. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, you jerk. And you know what? As always, last and usually not least, I'll never forget the day I met this guy, uh, but I'll never stop trying to. Ryan Lund, how's it going? Hey, Teddy, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was probably the nicest intro of the three. So thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm with Kev. Uh, it was nice to get a little bit of a like a trial run for summer there. Uh, now it's back to winter for a few days. And then hopefully after another week or so of winter, we'll be back to summer. So we get to do it all over again. And things are looking up, I think, after we get through this final wave uh we'll get to enjoy probably our best summer yet all right and i'm pretty not bad so that wraps that up this episode is sponsored by the black falls bulldogs the new alberta junior hockey league team in town so thank you to them we're gonna have an interview a little bit later with jody schreiner one of the co-owners of the team and you know you, you may have seen them on social media already they're they're coming into town in a big way or into central alberta i should say so a great interview with jody that's coming up in a little bit uh first want to say congratulations to our friend at Bose, Brennan and Ryan and Riley, as well as uh, Peter Michaels and Patrick Bateman, two radio hosts in town. Uh, after a lot of months and really the reason why they built that studio, their podcast, The Road, The Stage, I believe by the time this comes out, should be out. I think April 14th was the date and uh, you know, want to give them, show them some love. It's a, a music-based podcast. Not going to give anything away. They've already talked to some pretty outstanding Canadian artists. So make sure you go check that out. Follow them on social media and congrats to those guys. I'm pretty excited and i am not a music guy one bit but i i followed him on social media and you know brandon always does a bang up job with anything he does so i'm pretty excited to to listen and and maybe get a little more interested and cultured and hey, that's uh, and we won't even count that as your glad game. That's a bonus one, which is always nice because it's nice to be nice. And I've got a bonus glad game for all of us because uh, Ryan Lund gets to do a long ad read again. Thanks, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> The Glad Game is brought to you by Beyond Insurance. Beyond Insurance is changing the way you think about your insurance broker. They are elevating the insurance experience through respect, relationship, integrity, and a little bit of spice. People spend thousands of dollars a year on insurance. It's a big deal and Beyond gets that. 
They want you to take the time to know and trust your broker, understand the product you're purchasing, and feel confident in them managing your risk. That's why Beyond Insurance delivers that high level of service and expertise. They partner with you and help you understand and manage your risk. Find them at social media or online at beyondinsurance.ca. Better. Pretty good, Lundy. Pretty good. Best one yet. Yeah, I thought so. I will say before we move on, just, you know, a couple friends have switched over, I believe, to Beyond and since uh, since they came aboard as a partner and they're loving it. So anyone out there, if you need to get off mom and dad's insurance. So glad game, as always, you know, say something you're glad about and uh, whoever wants to start, go ahead. I'm glad for the anonymous donor. Uh, who contacted uh, Red Deer College and he is or he or she is willing to give up to $500,000 for gifts made to the student bursary fund. So for any money that's donated to this cause or this fund, this person will match up to 500,000. So really what that means is there's a million bucks on the table here. And the whole purpose of this is due to COVID, you know, kids I think are are pausing or or delaying their start of their post-secondary education and mainly because they can't find a job and there's no uh, income out there for them. So kudos to this person for stepping up anonymously and giving this money to, I think, a pretty worthwhile cause. Oh, good start. So if we donate 20 bucks, they'll match Four, 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. So then it turns into 40. Good math. Dustin, right. you got that? I got it. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go next year. I was glad to hear that uh, Red Deer short f- film was uh, has, has won some pretty prestigious awards. It's called The Diner, uh, made in Red Deer by Red Deerians. Uh, it was directed by Randy Kirk. Uh, they did some of the filming at Mom, Mom's Diner here in town. So far, they've won Best Short Film of the Emerging Artist Film Festival. Uh, Rachel Stillings of Red Deer also won Best Actress at the Vegas Movie Awards and the Phoenix Short Film Festival. So you don't really hear too much about Red Deer artists or Red Deer films. I thought that was pretty cool to, that we have someone in our backyard just creating short films. Wow, Lundy. Way to do your homework this time, too. Yeah, That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, nice work. And congratulations to all those filmmakers, too. That's pretty cool. Well, how do you follow those two guys? Those are two home run noteworthy news stories here in our backyard. But I'm glad about our smart friends. One of them sitting on this podcast, Kevin Walsh, and he helped me and every year helps me file my taxes. So I'm super glad about that. I don't have to worry about it. I just get to deliver my taxes over to his house. Secondly, another friend, super smart, Bailey Henderson, doctor, she's a physician and always helps us out when we need our questions answered and really helps the parenting side of things. So I have many more smart friends. One is not Ryan Lund, but I'm certainly (laughs) glad to be in the mix of all those people. Why did you have to throw me out of everyone else under the bus? You know, I'm even more insulted because I didn't get mentioned at all. At least you got noticed. Yeah. Hey, hey, cheers to mediocrity, Lundy. No, apparently I'm at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, that's one guy's opinion. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it uh, it never fails that when we're having a friend's get together or a friend's game night these days that's over Zoom, Dustin always asks Bailey a really weird medical question about a really weird part of his body. Yeah. <laughs> in in front of everybody. Yeah, it's it's yeah. awesome. Like no Dustin, you can't get athlete's foot on your back, but you're fine. Yeah. I wonder how how often she's got to deal with that though. Like everywhere she goes, she probably has to answer these stupid well, it's, questions. It's like Walsh and taxes probably, right? That's why you have to be an expert on nothing. There's a real advantage to knowing just the right amount of everything or not everything, but most things. 
So to finish off, this is a pretty obvious one. Thanks you, you guys for leaving me the easy one. I'm so glad to see not only already how this burger of the month has picked up at Cilantro and Chive, but we chose the Superheroes program with Heroes Hockey as our beneficiary, $2 from every burger. And just seeing already people picking up on that uh, who didn't really know about superheroes and are behind it, but even more so seeing on social media and uh, families who are already part of the Superheroes program have been coming from wherever, showing us tons of support, coming and getting the burger, you know, and I, I had the opportunity opportunity to talk to one father. His name is Justin. Just through Twitter, you know, they posted a video. They came up, got the burger and just talking to him about what the superheroes program means to his family. Uh, you know, he has a son that that plays on the superheroes team in Calgary. Just hearing that again, just the burger is awesome and it's cool. And let's be honest. Yeah, it's fun for us and pads the egos a little bit. But seeing this and seeing the impact that just joining superheroes along with this burger, the impact it can have on people is amazing. So that is uh, one of many things I'm glad about. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think we all are pretty glad about that too, Ted. I know uh, I've been there once, had the burger once already, and when I was there, they were selling quite a few of them. So I'm pretty happy to see that, and uh, hopefully now that there's uh, there's this new shutdown for inside dining, hopefully we'll still be able to to reach our goal and set the record for sales. I'm okay with being one burger short of that sales record, which means there's still a lot of money going to superheroes, but I don't have to count any pennies. I think we're I think we're gonna do it. I want that record. Yeah, yeah. me too. All right. And with that, as we teed up earlier, we're going to go into an interview with Jody Schreiner. She is a co-owner of the Black Falls Bulldogs. She's also been uh, with the Calgary Flames, Calgary Stampeders at Hitman and Roughnecks, which is the Calgary Sport and Entertainment Corporation for I think 12 or 13 years now. So she is from Calgary. She's been a big part of the community though in Central Alberta uh, with a lot of the things she does. And and now she's a a big, big part of Central Alberta and here to stay. So uh, without further ado, here it is. All right. Well, it's not exactly a patio, but we're we're adapting to the rules. We're here in Lund's backyard, kind of where this thing started. And, and we've got a pretty cool guest with us, co-owner of the Black Falls Bulldogs, the new AJHL team in town here in central Alberta. And uh, Jody, thanks for joining us in the backyard. Uh, another first for us. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. So uh, co-owner of the Black Falls Bulldogs, you guys are, are going at warp speed right now, getting ready for, for the season to start in September. That's when the, they become a team in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. So pretty cool to see that. You're not new to Central Alberta. You've done a lot of charitable work there. So first, we'll just talk about that kind of kind of your past in hockey and, and the charitable work that you do. Um, well, the greatest thing about working uh, with CSEC uh, with four professional sports is that um, not only is it really cool, but it's really cool the impact that you can do in community. Um, I came up to Red Deer originally for sales and um, I just couldn't believe how generous and how many events that they had here in Central Alberta um, that went to amazing causes. And they're super well-planned and fun events. So in in regards to the the charitable piece. I know when we first met through my dad and our Chubbs golf tournament, one of the big, the big things you're involved with is the Special Olympics and motion ball, something, you know, really close to you. Maybe, maybe explain, you know, how you got involved in that side. Absolutely. So um, just to clarify, Special Olympics and motion ball are two separate nonprofit organizations. And can I give a little history on it first? Yeah. Um, So Special Olympics started around in uh, 1968 and with their first events in Toronto, um, motion 
Christian Ball came in around 2002, and it was actually by three brothers. Um, I believe their names Mark, Paul, and Sean. Um, they were their upbringing. Their parents had made them do a lot of volunteer work, and they were coaches and volunteers of Special Olympics. Um, they were so passionate about it that they created uh, a new organization for Motion Ball, where all the money goes there towards Special Olympics Canada. So how it's broken out, for example, I do the Motion Ball corporate event. So we are very lucky. We have two teams um, with the Calgary Foundation, Calgary Flames Foundation, sorry. And we go in with our teams of 10 and we have one of our Special Olympics athlete there and we're competing in fun events. When you talk about events too, we, the three of us, we have to talk about the Motion Ball Gala. Yes. Motion because three quarters of our stories, I think, that we tell these days come from that night, the first time we went. Because we went, we thought it was going to be a fun night out. You know, oh yeah, we get to dress up. It was it was way beyond what we imagined and, and we yes. paid for it the next day. But, you know, events like that obviously you can't do right now, but but on the horizon again. And I'm sure, well, we're excited for it. And I'm sure a lot of people are too. Absolutely. Actually, my last one gala that I attended was actually your guys' first one because uh, Doug was there as well. And over the years, it has, it's, there's a lot of action. And um, I guess for me, my favorite part, and I'm sure you guys will say too, is that some of the athletes, when that dance music hits, they're on the floor and they got moves like you've never seen before. Oh, I know. I lost <laughs> I, lo I lost a dance battle to one of those athletes out there. <laughs> I bet it was his name, Bill. I you know, I think it was actually. Yeah, that's my athlete. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was. He uh like he was he was a crowd favorite and I thought I'd give him a run for his money, but when yeah. he bamboozled you too, he oh. went up for the high five. Oh yeah. And oh. Lund goes up for the high five and he you know those kind of glow stick things yeah. we had, he just goes dunk. <laughs> right in Lund's drink, he yeah. laughs in his face, <laughs> and about there's probably thirty to forty women around oh, yeah. too. Oh. Everyone's laughing the at crowd Lund. It was wild when you did it that. It was too. one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. He was actually um, he was on my national team, and so when they had we were in a school and they made the high school come out and watch our team and so after we had finished there was Bill with a Canadian flag running back and forth on the gymnasium getting everyone all excited getting kisses going like call me to girls <laughs> and and in the newspaper the next day they're like Special Olympics Casanova um, <laughs> Bill Early. but yeah he's got some uh, pretty sick dance moves that guy the outfits at, at that event too are just nuts like people dress dress to the to the nines like oh, I was underdressed yeah. and I dressed yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, and and it, like it's packed. Like I don't know what the last one. Well, yeah, I was at the last one because the past year and it was canceled because of COVID. But the one before that, it uh, I think there was a, a lineup to get in. I know I think there were six or seven of us from our Chubbs golf tournament that went that went there. And four of four of the guys were new and they didn't know what to expect either. And I said, hey, just just wear something nice. And then the, the other guys like, no, like wear like your best outfit. And then sure enough, again, like people really improved from the year before us to what they're wearing. And I'm going to have to get a new suit for the next time I go because I don't know, own anything nice enough to go to that gala. <laughs> well, good thing you guys got Walsh then to yeah, suit yeah. you guys up, yeah. right? So the cool thing about that gala too, getting to meet the athletes and see how much fun they have and, and see the impact. And I know for us uh, lately doing this burger of the month and, and tying it to superheroes, mm -hmm. uh, the program in Calgary with Heroes Hockey, um, just what we've seen on social media too and seeing the impact, it, it, it's amazing. you know. And, and that's why you do it. And I know I, I'm rolling into something here. So Dustin, be ready. 
ready so I don't catch you off. But for you, obviously, the, the charitable component of your life and giving back is really important. And, and we're, we'll jump over to the Bulldogs now. We'll skip a step. We'll, we'll talk about how the Bulldogs came about after. But there's something really cool the Bulldogs are doing, which I believe is a first in the Alberta Junior Hockey League, maybe. And uh, I'm a little sad to say it personally, but uh, you know what? We'll, we'll let the two of you break the news. First, Jody, we'll, we'll, you could tell us what the Bulldogs are doing. Do you want me to? Okay. Um, so we actually were going to be planning to um, start a Blackfall Bulldogs Foundation uh, next year. Um, however, we're starting to see the need for it now. But starting a hockey team from scratch is is a lot of work and a lot of you check things off your to-do list and then it didn't work out. So now you're adding it back on. But when you find the right candidate, you know, it's let's do this. So, so excited to announce that Dustin Moore is accepted to be our executive director of the Blackfall Bulldogs Foundation. Yeah. I am uh Crowd's going crazy. Just absolutely <laughs> jacked. I, I don't know how I tricked Jody into to giving me that job or, or offering me that job, but I am truly, you know, honored and humbled to to be involved with such a professional organization already without even putting skates on the ice. So uh, as we just heard in the previous conversation here with your your ties with foundations and the Calgary Flames Foundation, Special Olympics, Motion Ball, I, I'm really looking forward to learning from you and, and all your connections that you have and, and really try and solidify something cool in Black Falls in the Central Alberta community. So jacked up I, I get to leave ted behind at my old yeah. job and, and uh really looking forward to tying my hat to a hockey team in, in central alberta and i will say now when i have sunglasses on just to, to hide my eyes you know, it's a little emotional for me, obviously, working with Dustin for almost six years now. I think he's the reason I'm sitting here right now. He's he's quite honestly the reason why I've got all the friends I have in Red Deer. You know, first day there, he, he befriended me right away and we've worked together really closely and become really close friends. So obviously, I'm still going to talk to you a ridiculous amount. It's just a little <laughs> less. But, you know, for that era of, of our relationship to come to an end is, is pretty sad. But it is it really is like Jody nailed it on the head. The best guy for the job. Mm-hmm. You know, you love to give back. You're, you're so you're out there in the community and uh, yeah, pretty happy for you and uh, can't wait to meet my new best friend in, in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're talking about Black Falls, let's shift back because, you know, we had the women in sport conversation in our in our last podcast and, and knowing Jody now for a number of years, it's uh, it's been pretty cool to see how involved you are with the Calgary Flames for the last 13 years and, and now co-owner of the Black Falls Bulldogs. Maybe maybe give us a, a glimpse into how, how hard it's been and how much work it's been to really get a junior A team off the ground here the last... I believe it's been a year and a half, two years now. So everything sort of went into more into motion this summer um, with our building that is located on 52nd Avenue. Renovations aren't fun, you know, <laughs> you know as we all know, and we were also doing our house and, and a bunch of other things. Um, but it's like things that you don't think about. Need to buy a photocopier machine. Those things take time. They also take contracts. Like who knew? There's so many contracts to fill out on different things. I'm um, getting our merchandise, picking out certain stuff. Everything is time consuming and, and and some things you know, but then some things you don't know that, oh yeah, I need to do this, I need to do that. Getting computers set up, like all that sort of stuff. What's been the the best thing or the the, the thing you've had the most fun so far with getting this, this uh, hockey team started? You know what, there's there's a whole bunch of different things. So I think what the coolest part was um, actually 
going with Doug, Al and Adam and prospecting players, getting to meet their families and, you know, and telling our story. Um, we're not just a normal team and uh, there's so much more that we want to bring, not only for developing players on the ice, but off the ice. And to even go back to where Dustin's new role, all our players have committed and they know when they signed with us that they're doing at least one hour a month um, community service. So we will have um, nonprofit organizations, charities, as well as community clubs. And each player will, they'll be the face of that club on behalf of the Bulldogs. That's a great idea. And that's part, is that part of Dustin's job is, is wrangling those kids and, and getting them out and about? Well, we're sending out surveys for them to fill out um, because we want to sort of match them to what their interests are. And so that's off Dustin's plate. That's already done. Now he's he'll be allocating. What are they we paying have... you for? What are you going in to do? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I was like, this is getting too much. We need yeah, somebody now. Yeah. So that's been cool. And just being in the hockey organization, building it from scratch, uh, you know, going through the ups and downs, having some sort of experience, but then being like, oh, my goodness, I have no experience in this. Um, but it's been pretty cool. Is there a specific reason why you guys chose Black Faults? Uh, you know what? Actually, it's been sort of, um, we've had conversations about maybe building a team. With Doug and I both being uh, coaches, uh, I'm with Special Olympics and with Doug with Midget and our passions for community. We, you know what? We thought we, instead of having kids, we will uh, have a have hockey a team. team instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's something that we, this will be our thing that we do together. And there was uh, talks of other teams. Um, and so this was probably about a three to four year development. And we did look at other arenas and other places and then Blackfalls actually contacted Al and said we're building an arena and do you want to do you guys want to come? Do you want to yeah, come hey. and, <laughs> yeah, and build well, a team I will say scratch. too, I think, you know, to your point about kids, the best thing about having these kids as your kids is if you don't like them, you trade them. They're only there a couple of years, right? Like that's that's the best way to do it. Let's talk about that rink though. Well, first let's jump back because we're a little all over the place. We keep mentioning Doug. It's yourself and Doug Quinn, Correct. Our, our co-owners of the team. I think Doug's a, a big guy in, yeah. in Red Deer in Central Alberta as well. So I don't think we, I don't know if we mentioned that right off the hop, but uh, it's the two of you and have done an amazing job building this team and and the rink is incredible again you guys are doing everything the right way and as much as you can off the top of your head you talk about what this rink is going to look like if you know Doug, Diva Doug, he will hate that. Let's get Diva Doug trending. No, he, you know what? He likes nice things, and he and he wants to provide nice things for his team. So it, uh, he wanted to invest um, into the dressing room and as well as a training facility. So he's put the money towards that and um, has worked with ACI in order to um, design that as and as well. Uh, the Jumbotron. So we invested in purchasing a Jumbotron um, and I believe only Brooks is the only one that has one. But I think Oak Tokes does now. They didn't when I was there, but yeah. I believe they do okay. now. Yeah. So to bring that entertainment for people who don't like hockey, well, we'll entertain them in other ways. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's important, you, you know, you talk about fan experience and just from the 3D views and the camera views I've seen of the, the rink, it looks like it's going to be a pretty awesome fan experience right mm-hmm. from before you guys are even on the ice and the joys of building the team and, and really building the community is going to be pretty exciting for you guys. But, you know, maybe talk about how many community partners you guys have already announced. I, you know, your social media has been buzzing. You're, I've been seeing a lot of community partners and, and that you guys are announcing. So maybe touch base on some of the ones you guys have already solidified here. Coming from uh, the Saddle Dome and working uh, with the different teams, there is different sort of, I guess, um, experiences that you can do um, besides just sitting in a seat. And so when we're walking into this arena, all we had seen was standing, bowl, and then we had the luge area. So we actually invested, uh, Doug and I, and we put in um, a VIP club. And we're very excited to announce that it's no longer called that. It's called the MNP club. Um, So it's going to sit about 72 to 80 seats. And it's going to have four recliners in there, which is also part of our sponsorship with um, Labatt. Um, So we'll have four Budweiser recliners. We have some big ones that are coming out, but like, I don't want to wreck my social media. Trend, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I, you know, Joe's like, you're so lame at like announcing things. So, um, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, hopefully they all paid you a lot of money because we're going to have to build the bulldogs for all these free ads we're dropping right yeah. now. <laughs> no, I'm just, this is all, this is all your time. No, I think it's amazing. We got a Jumbotron yeah. sponsor. So that came. You know, I think we know very well in the last couple months yeah. just how eager this community is to jump in, in something when they believe in us. And, you know, maybe they shouldn't believe in us. They definitely should believe in this team because it, it's awesome to see it grow. I think it's it's going to be a ton of fun. And let's talk about the, the women in sports side a little bit more because I, I think we can all agree there's no secret that hockey can at least a lot of times be perceived as a boys club. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people out there who who think it is a boys club and and we've seen what you've done already with the team and and working with the flames for i think you said 13 right 13 years so i think you bring a really cool perspective too to this team you know i think i think that's what we need more of and that's why i was so excited to see the the all-female broadcast team with the nba as well so how has that been for you too knowing that i can't off the top of my head think of any other female owners or or co-owners of any junior teams or in any league really that, that i can think of around here well i think even starting in sport i played hockey growing up um, an all boys hockey team going through the hockey mi- like minor hockey system just like you guys um, and you know what there's always those variables but you know what I'm not going to play the woman card in any sense because it's just like anyone trying to adapt in a workplace or on a team or in a community respect is earned it's not given and so and I feel like that with the flames I my background is in accounting and I started in accounting but uh, role had come in and said there's just too much sunshine going on over here <laughs> I think you should come come over and try sales and even though I've known some co-workers there you know there's challenges just like anything to um, adapt especially in a sales world uh, yeah did you play any other sports growing up besides hockey uh, oh yes yeah. so I played ball soccer um, and also field hockey athlete <laughs> would you recommend playing mul- multiple sports at a young age or just focusing on absolutely on this is just my opinion uh but i don't feel that parents who put their kid in one sport all year round is benefiting their child um, i think doing team sports as well as individual sports plus you want to start using different muscles in your body so it helps you become a better athlete and i'm not going to say that i know stats or anything but um i do believe that it also helps 
with um, preventing injuries. I think that's pretty common opinion that being a multi-sport athlete is important. I think too, I just couldn't imagine playing hockey or one sport year round. I just get burnt out more than anything. Like you don't enjoy the game as much. Exactly. I know Dustin, I think I know you, you did the minimal amount of practicing probably <laughs> during the season. So you for sure did not play hockey through the spring and summer. I'm going to, I'm going to shift back again, back to the Bulldogs here, just so everyone kind of knows the little bit of the background of, you know, who's all involved and, and Doug, uh, Mike Moeller, Rob Hamill, these guys who are running the team and running the coaching side of it, their experience in hockey and with winning, I think it was two national championships with the U18 AAAs. Like it's, they're no slouch. And really, I wanted to just ask the question of how excited are the staff and how excited are the families and the kids that are coming in to really be the first ones to try and create a legacy here with the Bulldogs? Uh Oh my God. Like that, it gives me goose pimples just thinking about it. Like seriously, <laughs> we're in such great connection with all the players. We've done Zoom calls with the kids and players. Um, we're just trying to, we're trying to get connected beforehand. When we went in prospect, they were excited, but they also have other options. And sometimes you're walking there and Doug's like, I want that kid. I want that kid so much. Right. And you know, you have some that still haven't said no. So you're saying there's a chance, right? <laughs> Um, but it's so exciting. And then once they do sign, you know, their parents are excited too. It's just been so amazing. And you know what? Actually, Doug wasn't going to coach this first year. But, and I said, I go, you'll regret it. I go, I think you really need to coach. He just needed a time off, I think, from the transition. So I was glad that he did leave minor hockey, have a bit of a, a mental break and now he's back. But uh, we do have a surprise coming because he does want a grasshopper. He just wants to come in and coach, but he does want to train somebody now who's younger. Um, we can't release it uh, right now, but uh, yeah, so we were very excited for a new and younger edition for the coaching staff. There you go, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Teddy. I guess cat's out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's, it's, I told you it's not to me. tell that. Are our draft picks by if you finish last place? Like, is that, if that's what we're going for, then I'm your guy. But no, I think with the coaching staff, it's really cool. In the AJHL, you know, teams bring in guys. They look they look for guys. They bring them in forever. This is a, a staff full of people from the community, around yes. the community. Deep, deep ties to hockey in Red Deer in Central Alberta. And I just think that's awesome too. And that's just, I think that's what's going to draw people people to the games, what's drawing your community sponsors and that too. Mm -hmm. It's community first. And I think it starts right there with that coaching staff. Well, we're nonprofit, so you know you're not going to make a lot of money. But uh, we do want to make sure that bringing in the foundation that we can raise some funds to even um, not just give back to the community by volunteer wise, but also hopefully, especially um, you know the pandemic hit hard on a lot of businesses and a lot of charities. So uh, we want to help in that sort of way. And just so you know, the Stick Boy job is still available <laughs> but, <laughs> but you have to apply yeah. can, I be, can i be the stick man yeah no it doesn't sound yeah, right no, i think the stick boy is looking for an assistant so. yeah. Yeah. yeah that i could do i don't know we'll, we'll see I'll, I'll fire up my resume do you know your lefts and your rights yeah, i do yes that's for that might be what you need me around for yeah. right before this jody was looking for her sunglasses and we said oh they're to your right and she's getting mad digging to her left saying oh i don't see them i don't see them so i i still do that. Stick boy and, yeah. and left and right left and differentiator. Right <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Jody, do we know when the season's planning on starting yet or is that still up in the air? They're they're hoping for fall. Um, oh. you know, uh, with it all depends, I guess, with the vaccinations, yeah. but um, with Canada saying that they were going to be rolling out by September. So we're prepared to, depending on the percentage of fans that we can have. Um, so we are in planning for that too. 
when do you guys hope to have your team finalized or all your players signed? Like, would it be by the summertime or before the summer or, or not not until up until the first game? No, we are hoping June. Um, so we have 18 signed right now. Uh, we have five more spots to fill and uh, we will be having a June hopefully camp and hopefully those invites that of the ones that haven't said yes yet that's on Doug's list and uh and we'll see from there is it been tougher or easier to kind of do the um, scouting during the during the pandemic just with doing it all online and and looking at tape as opposed to traveling to all the games? Well, luckily they were able to travel um, at the beginning of the season, but you know what? There's some great programs out there. Yes, you have to pay for them, but uh, they're wonderful. Like you can watch a whole game if you want, or you can just, you can lock in a player and you only see hit all his shifts. Um, okay. So it's pretty cool. I don't think the players know how much that we get to see because let me tell you we've had hundreds of emails of kids um sending us in their resumes or videos of themselves and is that what dustin did <laughs> yeah it's, it's not like it used to be where did you, you just send in your hi guys it's dustin moore from the oh dear podcast i would like to work for your foundation no, okay, uh, and, well, no, I think he wanted to play. And then we were like, well, yeah. <laughs> um, how about this? You actually did ask. Yeah, yeah, I would, like, I would have, you did. Yeah. You texted me. Can I be on the team? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's changed though. Like I remember back in the day when, when you could just send in, if you sent in stuff, just your goals and your, your big hits or whatever, where yeah. when now you do that and it's like, well, let's check this kid out. We watch five shifts of him not back checking once next move on. Yeah. You know, it's the technology is crazy and kids you know have to adapt to that so that's you know a unique part of the, the world these days the most overwhelming um, emails that we received is and it's actually not from the players it's how many people want to be scouts I, like they're like I'm serious like hundreds maybe why well, well maybe as exaggerating if I get up to thousands but <laughs> seriously how many people have uh, approached us to be a scout and uh, the second one is retailers but retailers from different countries and and what we keep saying is and they keep saying our prices are cheap hey sir ma'am our prices are cheap and it's like I don't care how cheap your price you get are. what you pay for. <laughs> yeah. And you want to support local, especially yeah. during COVID, and you want to support Canadian, right? So... So I guess just as, as we wrap up here, the biggest thing is what's ahead now for the, the Bulldogs and what people can look forward to in terms of uh, merch, season tickets, all of that type of stuff when you look at the next couple months, which is probably scary to think of it all all at once because there's a lot. But. Yeah, uh, yeah, lots coming in fast. So checking out our new website, not yet, but it will be on AJHL website where you just click on the Bulldogs and it will bring you to um, our new website, which will also have our new online store. And we are thinking about maybe... Um, doing a pop-up online store at one of the farmer farmers markets you guys yeah, we've have been there yeah. yeah yeah i heard about it so i was <laughs> yeah. like oh maybe so i asked the girls to check into that so maybe we'll um and we'll announce that and uh probably the bulldogs foundation's first event in august uh, i don't know if you know but you're putting on a fashion show yeah, I, yeah. you did tell me so i'm, I'm excited oh, really? i'm excited yeah. i'll send you i'll send you my highlight yeah, tape yeah you send me your highlight tape Lund, Lund will be able to do anything open unbuttoned because he'll have a nice smooth chest. Well, this will be a fashion show with all our players and coaches. No, um, wow. We were wanting to announce to the community. and I would and, hire him one day coach. <laughs> one day just coach. <laughs> uh, and just to, uh, well, maybe we can do a fun sort of was a contest and 
uh, yeah, maybe one of you guys can be in the fashion show. <laughs> maybe more likely the fashion show slash talent part. Um, oh, I would like oh. to sort of see that you're doing your juggling, right? Maybe you can sure, pull that yeah. off, oh, right? Yeah. I, can, um, I can learn how to juggle by then. Yeah. yeah so we, and we want to do use all local. So if you know of anyone for local clothing, like, you know, with Walsh or... Oh, yeah. Kevin um, Walsh's head is exploding somewhere right now. Couldn't be with us, but he's feeling, he's tingling right now. Yeah. yeah. So equipment, anything, anything that the boys can model, we're up for it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, one question that's popped in my head is, uh, how'd you guys choose the name Bulldogs for the team? <laughs> Oh, uh, I mean, you could. Oh, is this one of those things next? No, <laughs> actually, no. Yeah, no, this one isn't. Uh, um, so we actually hired a company in Calgary to design our logo and come up with names. So they were really good. Um, Osis Creative. So they told a story with each name that they were getting history from Blackfalls, tying in sport. Um, and so what they came up with, they had five, we narrowed it down to three and just going through the logos. And then they did some rough drafts up and it was amazing. And and Doug was sitting on a couple of them and the all the coaching staff. So, you know, one was their favorite one time and then it wasn't. And then we were coming, Doug's like, you know what? I know they put a lot of work in this, but I think it would be cool if we're the Blackfalls Bulldogs. <laughs> and I said, and before when we were looking at the logos, I said, okay, the Bulldogs are the Minor Hockey Association. And plus one of the, was it Drayton Valley that had a Bulldog as a logo, but they changed it. Um, so I'm like, ah, I don't know. And then, no, it stuck. So it went there. But uh, we think it's going to be a good move. We're going to go in partnership with the Blackfalls Minor Hockey Association. And they'll be our little brothers. And hopefully we'll be great role models as big brothers. So before we wrap up and before we get our first Alberta tornado of the season here, it's getting a little windy in the backyard here. You, this is a first. You brought a bit of a game. I did. With you because you know, you knew Dustin versus Lund was over. Yes. So we wanted just one more. Here's the encore. So this is. I'll let, I'll let you take the reins here. Okay. So Dustin is a hardcore Oilers fan, <laughs> even though he says that he's a little bit of a Flames fan. Um, so I thought we'd do a Battle of Alberta. I like it. And all you have to do is give me the answer of Flames or Oilers. Okay. This one's easy. Just to warm you up. Who has won the most Stanley Cups? Oilers. Oilers. Who has won the last Stanley Cup? Flames. Flames. Whose mascot's name gives tribute to one of the original owners? Harden. Flames. Or Edmonton uh, Oilers. Yeah. It's either Oilers or Flames. <laughs> <laughs> you said Harvey, which is Flames, and you say Edmonton Oilers. So I'm going it? Oilers. I'll go Flames. Okay, what team serves Molson? Flames. I'll go Flames as well. Okay, what team had or has a player that is ranked number one in most hat tricks? Uh, Oilers. Oilers. Bonus, name that player. Oh, Yuri Curry. Okay, what team has more players with 50 goal seasons of all time? Oilers. Oilers. What team's mascot wears the number of the year that their team was established? Oilers. Flames. What team had an octon? A what? What's an octon? <laughs> Octane. How do you pronounce that word? <laughs> yeah, Octane. Oh, Octane Oilers. Oh, that's an Octane. <laughs> I'm, I'm, maybe we're learning. I'll go, that's why you wanted I'll go, Dustin I'll go on, Flames. Yeah. I didn't know how to say that word. <laughs> An Octane. <laughs> you and Dustin are going to work so well together. Eight hours it's, a day trying to figure out how to say a word. They, they call it Jody Knees at my at the Flames <laughs> office. Um, who has the most captains from 1972 until now? Flames. Flames. All the answers were Oilers. 
So do we like do we know who won? <laughs> oh, well, you can. I, I don't know. I'm telling you this. We're gonna have to watch the tape. We have to watch the tape. I don't have the, the, the answers. I was trying to keep score. Like I don't know all these answers. So I think I won one. No, I don't know because we'll count back and and when we record after this, we'll we'll announce who the winner is. So Jody, what's the punishment of the oh, loser? Oh yeah, but I'm gonna give you a little bit. Uh, oh, we're getting more. Si- well, no, since you uh, don't know your Oilers as much as you say you know your Oilers. <laughs> Well, it's I pretty, see what you did there. Yeah, he's not a very good fan, right? He's an Oilers fan. Oh, are answer. you? Oh, okay, yeah. well, here is more Roast and Dustin, but... Ugh. So after we look back at the tape... Yeah. And, yes. and see me and celebrating. See, yeah. And see <laughs> Dustin as an Alberta hockey fan and Linda as an Edmonton Oilers fan. I'm an Alberta hockey fan. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, you're an Oilers fan. I'm an Oilers fan. They have to wear... Explain the punishment here, Jody. The punishment is... That they have to wear this for three days in a row. It doesn't matter how hot it is. <laughs> doesn't matter about dress codes. You have to wear this for three days in a row. Jeez, we, we're going to have to wear it soon before the flames are eliminated this year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll yeah. Take that too. So yeah. let's just hope that Lund lost so he can he can take it to his waxing in his video before he takes it off to get his I'll, chest I'll waxed. make an actual real prediction because this is what a prediction is, is that I think <laughs> Lund did say Oilers more than you did. I feel like I yeah. won that one, yeah, actually. I think but so. it's going to be close. Yeah. So it's gonna this be is fun. We've one. never had a, a cliffhanger like this. <laughs> yeah. I was Thanks wondering why no Score. Yeah. I was like, there's something weird. I was going just here. On. I was just taking a break. Well, I, you normally keep score. Yeah. Every podcast well, I, I hear. I didn't know you... the answers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would say right or wrong every time. Oh, was I supposed to do that? <laughs> well, no, because if it kept Next time, yeah. Oilers, Oilers, Oilers. Yeah, we would have caught on by trend, like the six right? or seven yeah. question. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it's. You know what? It's a new way of doing things. And Dustin's going to be up all night because I'm not going to tell him till at least tomorrow. <laughs> I look forward to to repping the Flames jersey if I did lose for three days in a row. I might not. I I mean, it hinges on me taking the time to look back, and I will probably take my time to do that. (laughs) Well, either way, I'll have something to wear this weekend if I lose, and if not, then... I'll just walk around shirtless yeah. with your wax chest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Show off well, the goods. If I'm going to give my final thoughts, thanks, Jody, for coming and doing this for us. Oh, thank you very uh, much for having thanks me. Thanks for bringing a contest with you. I think that's yeah. a new precedent set for yeah. all the future Way guests. Way to raise the bar. I really enjoyed the break. For myself, I'm super excited that for the Black Falls Bulldogs to get started, obviously. But uh, for community in Red Deer, Central Alberta, make sure come September, October, once we're we're going, we're on the ice, and, and even beforehand with some of the events going on, make sure you get out and support Black Falls and, and make sure you get out to watch a game when the hockey season starts. And if you're looking for a sponsorship, give Ted a call. He can uh, help you out with that. Yeah. And if you just want to talk, you can call me too. <laughs> <laughs> but really, we're, we're excited to get here. it going. And, you know, I know for us, we're going to be hanging around there a lot. Obviously, Dustin with his job, but anyways, going out, it's going to be great uh, entertainment. Thank you to the Bulldogs, obviously supporting us, sponsoring this episode. So thanks for coming, hanging out in the backyard. It was uh, it was windy. It was different. We uh, we did a game a little bit different way, but but I liked it. So yeah, we appreciate you coming out and last minute saying, hey, can you just come hang out in our backyard? And you know, thanks for not bringing the cops with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dad. Thank you, Lunch. Hey, yeah, yeah thanks. you're a good sport today. So thanks. thanks. Yes, I try to be. <laughs> I try. I, tr- I try my hardest every episode, and I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't wait to see what this year has in store for the Bulldogs. I'll I'll be there uh, probably opening night. With a big sign. Well, you know what? I'll give you. I'll give you a free ticket. That's what I was angling yes. for. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You I'm and in. a guest, and yeah. you don't no. have to bring these clowns. Oh, okay, I yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
So big thank you again to Jody for joining us in the backyard. We really had to kind of flip that interview on its head. And you know what? Little Windy Out was a lot of fun. And, and, and that's the way we're going to be doing things from now on. So before we get into anything again, Dustin, just a huge congratulations to you. You know, Walsh, you weren't in the interview, but you already know the news. And uh, you know, Dustin, you're such a charitable guy. So it's pretty cool. And, and we're all excited to see what you do with this foundation. Hockey's been my whole life. And just to get, get to continue at 34 years old is is pretty cool. And get to bring out my passion and community and, and raising money for, for charities is I'm certainly humbled. Yeah, man. When you told me uh, that you got this new job, I mean, this is right up your alley. I think you're going to knock it out of the park. So congrats, buddy. Yeah, I think this is your uh, your perfect fit. I don't know if you could have found a better opportunity if you tried. So I think it was a win, 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 win for you, win for the Bulldogs and win for the community. Thanks, boys. But and you know what? You couldn't be going to a better place. Let's talk about again. You could hear it in the interview. Just really honestly, what an amazing person Jody is, because, you know, right off the hop after episode one is when the Bulldogs came on as an episode sponsor as well and we're sitting on it a little bit till they you know got a little closer to the season and you know she's been using our partners that she hears on the pod she's a huge podcast fan she's gonna buy you know a bunch of burgers of the month she bought some hats that are gonna go that twelve dollars each gonna go to superheroes so just uh, an incredible person and really central alberta is so lucky that she's made the move here from calgary you know me and her have pretty similar personalities and i couldn't have found a perfect match for to have as my boss like i think it's it's gonna be so fun to work for her and Doug and, and the whole organization and just her passion for the game and the passion for, you know, the charities that she's worked for in the past, the Young Guns Golf Tournament here in Central Alberta, raising money for Special Olympics and Motion Ball. I'm just really looking forward to learning from her and, and all her connections that she's made along the way in the hockey industry. And we've celebrated women in sports the last couple episodes. And and this is one that's, you know, she's she's made a huge difference in my life even before offering me this opportunity. And, and now I'm forever indebted to her. So I, I'm really looking forward to the new start and, and those who who want to get out to a game, touch base with me in the podcast and we'll get you out there to, to experience the Bulldogs hockey. Jeez, he's already selling tickets. Yeah. Look at this guy. If you thought Dustin <laughs> bugged you before, you just wait till he settles into this role. Yeah. So, oh, Lundy, you caught on to that one. Yeah. <laughs> Jody yeah. is also the first interviewee to ever bring a con- a game with her. And as we said, it was, I, I re, I went back, retallied and it was actually, it was close. But the winner is Mr. Ryan Lund. Yes. So Dustin, I think uh, I think you should have to wear that Flames jersey your first couple days on the job. Yes, I think so too. I'll be rocking it. I'll be rocking it. And so you know what we're we're, we're talking about charity. We're talking about giving back. Here's a new little segment uh, we're gonna try out because we've got some exciting news to share called Community Corner. Community Corner is brought to you by Louis Corivo of Warren Sinclair LLP, a central Alberta law firm dedicated to helping all its clients achieve their business and personal goals. Learn more at warrensinclair.com. Walsh has got to be our designated ad reader from now on. Just read it three times and then say it once. It's easy. Yeah. I could have used a little more emotion, especially because <laughs> yeah, we, we, feel, we all feel strongly about Louie. But no, it was good. It was smooth. I liked it. And Louie, a huge member of our Piper Creek Optimist Club. You may have heard us talk about this club before. And he started something. He's been a board member now for two years. I think he's five years in the club or something like that. And yeah, really big thing coming to Red Deer. The Walsh is a part of it as well. So I'll, I'll let him explain what's going on there. Yeah. So just quickly, uh, we're all members of the Piper Creek Optimist Club of Red Deer. It's a service organization that's part of Optimist International 
and basically all the clubs give back to youth oriented, you know, groups or organizations in their local community. Our club specifically has been around since 1986. And over that time, we've raised approximately $1.6 million, which has all gone back to youth in Central Alberta. So I think it's a pretty awesome club that we're a part of. And like you said, Ted, uh, Louis kind of taking the charge on the Piper Creek Optimist Scholarship this year. So myself and, and you, Ted, are on the committee coming up with criteria and kind of getting things in motion where we can start to give some high school students some scholarship money towards their post-secondary education. The cool thing about this scholarship too is, is that we've kind of decided on is it's not, you don't just have to go to university or college. It's if you're doing anything after high school that furthers your education, helps you get a job, you know, the examples, you know, if you do like makeup school or, or programs like that, that we want to give, we want to give these youth an opportunity to pay for part of that. And I think the big thing, it goes towards kids, not necessarily based on grades, but on how much they give back around the community. So it's, it's to promote more youth giving back and to reward those who are already out there giving back. People can start applying for it this year, correct? Yes, they can. So if you are interested, just shoot an email to award at pipercreekoptimist.com. Uh, we do have our own website as well, pipercreekoptimist.com. Uh, make sure you go on there and, and you can check out and learn a little bit about the club and maybe you might be interested in joining. Uh, just quickly on the eligibility for people, you have to graduate high school within Red Deer City Limits, uh, just enrolled in some sort of furthering education program. Uh, obviously, you'll have to provide some proof of enrollment for that. The biggest part of our scholarship though, like Ted said, it's not about grades. It's really about what have you done for volunteering in the past and what do you want to do in the future? All of us belonging to this service community, it's all about giving back to the to our local communities. And so we're really looking for those kids that have already taken that early jump. We really want to encourage that type of behavior out of today's youth. And so uh, we, we just you know, really wanted to focus this scholarship, not on grades, but uh, on those that are giving back to their community. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a fa fantastic idea by Ted and Louie and, and all the guys that, that kind of came up with it. And um, hopefully it can continue to grow. Uh, we're just getting the ball rolling with it here. And I know the plan is in the future, instead of having one, maybe we'll have multiple awards uh, down the road um, after we kind of work out any any kinks with this first go around. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, this year's one one for a thousand dollars this year. You know, the deadline's July 31st. So not a lot of time, but we did want to roll it out. And this is happening on your presidency, Lundy. So this is an, another legacy. Yeah, just another another tally for the good guys. Great job, Louie. Great job, Walsh. Great job on the committee and really looking forward to see this scholarship roll out year after year. And hey, rolling right along. It's like not being in the studio is almost better for us and our attention spans. But uh, we're going to go into the Red Deer Spotlight again, presented by Tourism Red Deer. And this one, you're, we're going to see a theme in this episode because we've already, we don't need to beat a dead horse that we're going back into phase one for like the third time, whatever it is. And you know what? The weather at least is changing. We know Walsh loves nice weather. There's a ton to do outside and that's really all we're going to be able to do. So we're going to talk a little bit about all of our favorite places to go, outdoor activities, in Red Deer. I know you all have kind of different ones and, and I think it's important to, to highlight those because, hey, there's there's lots of things you can do in Red Deer and, and not even spend a dime. And if someone comes to visit, you know, there's lots of places to take them. So I want to know everybody's favorite spot around Red Deer. So I'll, I'll kick this off. You know, I've said many times we, our family, we just love to explore the bike trails. So I was thinking about this today and, and there's so many spots that I could mention, but one that kind of poked out to me was near Mackenzie Trails, which is under 67th Street overpass and you just keep going north essentially there's some great there's a great pond back there there's some nice trails you can easily spend a day there with your family doing a picnic and all that 
kind of stuff. Uh, but there's also a great bike trail that goes from there and it actually goes up the hill towards Garden Heights or kind of mirrors where 67th Street would go. That is the one place in the city where you can be on that path and you literally feel like you are in the mountains in the middle of the forest. It is so peaceful. You don't feel like you're in the city at all. I love that spot for that reason until you hit the hill going up to Garden Heights <laughs> and that it yeah. is a very long and gradual hill and uh, hauling a bike trailer up there with two kids in it is a workout and a half. So, if you are going to check it out, go the other way. Just go down the hill from Garden yeah. Heights. Way better. There's other hills that you can make it back up later on. So, uh, yeah, that's my spot. Mackenzie Trails. So I'm going to kind of build on that with the biking thing, because you mentioned the the hill by Garden Heights. And Lund, I think you're the one who told me about this last year when I really started riding my bike a lot more because, hey, there was not much else to do. And I'm glad I got into it is I think you it's the Red Deer Loop. I don't know, like this, this might be common knowledge, but basically starting from out here, going all the way down to 67th to Taylor, down Taylor, basically down, you got to dipsy doodle a bit, but then you go to, to 19th and all the way up. And then along that back path along the, the east limits of Red Deer there and basically takes you back here. You can go the other way as well. I think it's like 25 or 30K. It's it's long. It's not too, too bad. There's only a, a couple hills, especially if you go down the hill at, at Garden Heights. Going that way is a lot easier, but I did that a couple times last year. It's a good way to burn some calories, kind of get out around the city. Um, and yeah, again, if, if you're looking for a bike ride, that's a, another recommended one that, you know, go for a couple first. Don't make it like your first ride of the year like I did and, and you're going to have a little bit <laughs> of a, a sore rear end, but uh, yeah, lots, lots of great places to get out and, and bike and hopefully just mentioning this gets it in people's head and I'm going to ask you guys a question and our listeners a question because I know someone knows the answer I can't seem to find it I know there's a way to get from Red Deer to Lacombe on your bike like there's a trail I, but I don't know if it only starts in Black Falls and you have to ride on the road to get to Black Falls but I'm pretty sure there is some sort of trail connecting yeah, let me take this one from you, Teddy. So what you're going to want to do, you're going to want to find a trailer. You put your bike in the trailer and then you just drive down Highway 2 to Lacombe and then easy peasy. <laughs> you're, you're there You're there real quick. You can bike around, you can check out Cilantro and Chive in Lacombe, have lunch there, put your bike back in the trailer and then come back to Red Deer. So every time you told us you took your bike to Lacombe <laughs> and we thought you rode it there. Ted, I don't even own That's a bike. Sneaky, so obviously yeah. I was lying. <laughs> Ted, but to seriously answer your question, I do believe... There is a trail from Black Falls to Lacombe, but I don't think Black Falls to Red Deer is connected. Don't quote me on that, but I, I, I think you have your facts right. I, I think you have to ride down Highway 2A. Yeah. So then maybe maybe when it's safe to do so, we should have a bit of a, a meetup in Black Falls and ride our bikes to Lacombe and and hang out for a bit there and, and come on back. That might be something fun to do in the summer if we can do it safely. Yeah, wait, let's let's just table that for now and then we'll... <laughs> well, I know you're not coming. We'll put it <laughs> on can, the list. You can drive the trailer. Yeah, I'll meet you guys. On I'll it. meet you guys. There. Well, I'll see if I want to buy a bike this summer. That'll be step one. Well, if you want to, you better get on it pretty quick. I think bikes are going crazy right now. I'll just hit up some garage sales. That, that, okay. That's probably one of my funnest things to do in the summertime is go to garage sales. Get to explore the city, different neighborhoods, find antiques, find some, find some little treasures. One man's trash is another man's treasure. And I've got, I got this really cool horseshoe set last year that I haven't really played with, but I know I'm going to enjoy it. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, know I'm cool. off to, I know I'm off topic here and that's not one location, but if I had to choose a, lo- a specific location, I would say you guys could 
take your bikes, you could bike to Carrywood Nature Center, and then you could walk around the nature center and, and ex- explore that place because it's some pretty cool sites around there. And it's just, you kind of feel like you're way outside the city, uh, even though it's still within right near city, city limits. So that'll be my place I choose. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep my bike on the bike rack locked. <laughs> and my favorite thing isn't free per se, but I do believe they're a partner of Tourism Red Deer and it's going out to Discovery Wildlife Zoo. It was the first time I did that last summer. I had never been there before. I'm not sure how long they've been there for, but it is pretty cool. Like those who have been to the Calgary Zoo, which is probably almost everyone, it's an hour and a half trip down the highway and, and those with young kids don't like to do that very often. So 15 minutes down the road from Red Deer, Discovery Wildlife, it's an awesome way to spend a day with your kids. It's really spread out. You know, the animals are really spread out, so you don't have to get too close to anyone during these COVID times. And and they open up on May 1st. So a couple of weeks from when this episode airs, really looking forward to getting out there with my daughter and, and searching those animals again. What, what was your favorite animal at the zoo? So they have some bears out there and those by far were the coolest when we went out there last year we were yelling at them and they're such smart animals they came right over to us and were taking some pictures and selfies with us so that was pretty cool so not to predetermine anything for the walsh versus ted later but i think the loser should maybe get in the ring with the bear yeah to the death oh how'd you know that that was the punishment we came up with you you spoiled it shoot okay good we're gonna have to pick a new one now all those bears at that zoo they're all famous bears too like they yeah. train them and they're all in in movies and stuff so yeah morzy i've been out there too with the family and uh it's awesome it's it's quick and easy drive and and unique animals more uh i'd say local animals obviously not the exotic ones like you'd find at the calgary zoo but uh pretty cool nonetheless when you're getting to see them up close that's a good one off the radar a little bit i think of, of a lot of people so hopefully some people hear that and as dustin mentioned there's a, t- a ton of partners of tourism red deer uh, you can go check out and go to visitreddeer.com. You can just click on outdoor activities. There's a whole list of things to do. As, as always, we encourage you to get outside, quarantine or, or not. It's a great way, great way to see the city. And I, I think we've said it a million times that Red Deer for outdoor activity is just outstanding. So check out Tourism Red Deer's website, find some stuff to do. And I'm, I'm sure you'll uh, see at least one of us around those spots around Red Deer. And since we're breezing through this episode, upcoming pun intended, we're going to do a little bit of a shoot in the breeze here. Just talk about uh, this and that and you know what, catch up. And shooting the breeze is brought to you by Design Riders Private Tattoo Lounge. Follow them on social media or call 403-896-6224 to book your next tattoo. Appointments only, no walk-ins. Uh, just a shout out, we, we haven't talked about them in a little bit. That tattoo contest we did was was incredible. They donated some pretty good prizes there. Uh, the three winners all I think by now they've all booked their tattoos too so a big thank you to designed riders for that and something else fun coming up is I'm gonna put you on the spot Dustin because I don't know if you're coming with me yet or not but in the next month or so I think the two of us are, are gonna go to design riders and not only get tattoos but we're gonna try and interview them while we get tattooed yeah my first tattoo was so poor when I was 18 that I I have to get a new one <laughs> And well, I'm not going to get it covered up, but I heard they do awesome cover-ups too for tattoos, but I'm not going to get mine covered up. It's part of me forever. 
but I'm really looking forward to to getting a new one and heard lots of positive reviews on people that uh, have have booked with them. So really looking forward to it. And that contest was fire. I know you had to input like 1400 names into a spinning wheel. So good job, <laughs> design riders. Yeah. And you know what? And thank you to, we have, do have some listeners that have since gone and, and booked with them or already got a tattoo with them too, which is awesome to see. Uh, so they're, they're, those two are great partners of ours and yeah, looking forward to it. I know you two, Walsh and Kevin are probably looking forward to getting to watch us try to conduct interviews views while we get tattooed well my name is ryan and not walsh or kevin but <laughs> but uh yeah no i'd be I'd, I'd watch that i'd like i'd love to see you guys answer and ask questions while getting tattooed i think that'd make for some great content all right so yeah look forward to that we're obviously uh that's going to be up on social media and and you know what i say this knowing the risk of some of the suggestions i might get but i am taking suggestions on what tattoo to get and where if there's any local artists out there too who do actually want to design something hey by all means like contact us contact me uh, we'll talk I you know I can't promise I'm gonna say yes but I think that's a, a cool way to get some local artists involved as well so see you soon designed riders for that one so first thing talking about soon Lund we're at when we're recording this we're almost about two weeks away from your yoga class for learn a new skill or pay the bill and just checking in honestly I, I wouldn't be surprised if you haven't done anything to prepare yet but it will give you the benefit of the doubt here and just see how it's going yeah, thanks for giving me the benefit of the doubt. I think that's the first time you've done that ever. Yeah, no, I've been I've been watching some yoga videos, reading a, reading a few books. I've got the first uh, ten minutes of my class already done. The actual poses are a bit of a struggle, and I may need some assistance just helping contort my body that way. Yeah, I'm but, here for you. But other than that, I think it's it's going pretty well. I'm still looking for a few more moves that I can incorporate into my class, and I've got two weeks left to get it figured out, but I'm feeling confident. You mentioned that you've read yeah. some books, which I highly doubt that you've read a whole book in this time. Well, they're probably Harry Potter. And you've watched some videos. Yeah. Have you done actual yoga in the last two weeks? Is my question. I have. Well, yeah, like from YouTube videos I have. <laughs> okay. Like there's, there's so many free YouTube video yoga classes out there right now. And you're right. I haven't actually read books. I've read the covers of books. I've seen the pictures in the books <laughs> and read like a few articles. And in today's day and age, that's pretty much reading yeah. a book anyway, right? <laughs> so like who honestly reads books anymore? I mean, it's all about online stuff. So yeah, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, uh, I wouldn't say limber, but I'm feeling like I'm learning some stuff already. Hey, and that's the name of the game. And another question, do you think after this even, you know, and you might be able to answer this better in two weeks, do you think you would keep doing yoga after this, even just what you've, what you've done so far? I definitely would like to. I would also like to physically be able to go into a yoga class. Um, I don't think I'd like the hot yoga, but I think just the regular yoga I'd be up for. And it, it's too bad because we did, we had something pretty fun planned for this and we still will for your yoga class. Uh, we're not going to plan anything right now though, because obviously who knows what's going to happen between now and April 24th when the class is happening. So just stay tuned to our social media. I know uh, Lund's going to keep working on it and think of something and, and a way to get as many people involved as we can and stay tuned too for some updates, which uh, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit you guys with some poses online. Show off my stuff. <laughs> Please do. I will say I do actually have all the confidence in the world that you're going to pull this off. Even if you go in and wing it, like I, I know you can wing a yoga class. We all know that. But I really do think that this is going to go well. I'm interested. I think these other two guys are, are with me here. I think you're going to nail this. I can't wait 
to take part in that class. Good. Uh, thank you for the support. I haven't decided what I'm charging yet to join my class, but it's not going to be free. I'll pay it. I think a lot of people will pay it. Good. I yeah. mean, for the amount of hours I'm putting in, they better. I can't wait to see the outfit you're going to be wearing. Wink, wink. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Oh, he'll he'll be winking in his yoga pants. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have an outfit picked out yet, but if I'll take suggestions. If anyone if anyone has any recommendations, it's okay. No, y- y- yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> no. We got it covered. Don't worry. Oh, you you have something. Oh yeah, for Mr. Fashion will, will hook okay. you up one way or another. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we got you. a we got no fit for you. <laughs> Can't wait. So and that means already too. We're only two weeks away from figuring out who has to do what next. Too that, that that's coming up pretty quick. So that's a scary thought. We're going to move on here. New topic. This is something though that I feel like is a punishment. We all kind of decided we're going to do it and and I don't know why, but everyone's kind of getting back into running. You know, we know Walsh works out a lot already, but you know, the cardio side running more. We decided the four of us are going to attempt to train to run a 10K in September. So first off, I I just want to check in because I know it's not going great for me. How's that going for everyone so far? A week ago when I committed to doing this 10K, I had full intentions of actually training for a 10k and doing well finishing it running the whole time and since then i think i ran that whole week and things were going well i slowly was building my lung capacity up to run longer and and my legs were feeling pretty good and work got busy and life got busy and i've fallen off that train and i've realized that come the end of the summer i'm probably just going to try and run a 10k and probably just head into physio after. So I don't know about the rest of you or any listeners that are listening, but I absolutely hate running and hate exercising and hate, unless I'm in a routine for a long time where I can go to a gym and and really dive into it, I struggle a lot. So I need the hidden exercise that comes with hockey and baseball. And unfortunately, hockey's been done and baseball seems to be postponed. So I just, you know, keep growing and my pants size keeps growing. So looking forward to the 10K, but my shins are definitely dreading it. Just get back with it, man. See, and that's just it is you just got to find the right motivation. Like, so if I could share my story when I last year, I went from 280 pounds in less than a year to to running a a full 10K without stopping. Just got to find the right motivation. So Dustin, I will invite you to our our running group, coworker Aaron, coworker Kevin, the athlete, you know, it keeps you accountable, gets you out. So this is your official invite, all three of you to join. We've got the runs if you'd like, because that's a, it really, it's a great way to get out when everyone says, Hey, let's meet for a run. You go, you run your own pace and that, but when you find those people and that's not for everyone, but when you find those people and and you actually make a point where if you don't show up, then you you have to answer to your friends. I think that's a really great way to find the motivation because I know Dustin, you can go in and run a 10K probably without training. I know I can't. So luckily, or maybe not luckily, but I can't rest on that. It's tough to find the time. I know the last four months since this podcast started, I've put on a good 20 pounds again after I lost it and haven't done much, went for a quick run and, and couldn't do it. And and you know what? There, there's always the time. I won't use the time as an excuse. It's just time management. So maybe that's what we got to do is is start uh, getting the We've Got the Runs back together. I don't, I don't know if I want to be a part of a group called We've Got the Runs. <laughs> well, Dustin would fit in really well. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, Dusty, you love All it. Right. Every- that was grade grade five. <laughs> I had the runs one time, and I'll never live that down. Oh, that was your only time, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the one and only time ever. Well, uh, no, I don't know. I'm interested now talking about it, right? Like being in your 30s, having a full time job, like it's tough. I know, Kevin, you you make a lot of time to, to exercise and stuff, but like, what's what's your plan too for this 10k? Well, Ted, I it was last January, so January of 2020, before COVID, that I kind of had made that New Year's resolution that I had said for years that I I always wanted to be that guy that woke up early before, you know, work and got the workout done in the morning because it starts their day off right. And I could never stick to it. I found a great local gym that I joined. Just kept me coming back. And you know what? Yeah, they, it gave me motivation and, and I was able to uh, to kind of stick with it there for a couple of weeks where I'd get up at 5.45 in the morning and I was never a morning person before that, but I just kind of had in my head, okay, I'm finally going to do this. And I got in the routine and I haven't looked back since. Not, not to say that I'm getting up every day at that time or um, even these last few days when this last lockdown got announced, I've kind of you know, I haven't been doing anything because the gyms are closed, but I do plan on on getting some. But my biggest advice to you guys is if you really want to make it a part of your life, do it in the morning. I know it sucks. It sucks to think about waking up that that early, but it sets your day up so well. And you just have, I find I have way more energy throughout the day because I got up early and exercised. And yeah, you feel a little groggy, but I in the first 10 minutes, you know, I'm good to go and I'm, you know, going hard. So, uh, that's my advice to you guys. In terms of the running, I've ran once so far. Uh, I went out and did a 5K without stopping. I was pretty proud. My legs are sore after that. I'm not a big runner. But my plan is to run at least a couple times a week here uh, moving forward just to try and get back into it. So Yeah, Wash, I wish I could do what you did and, and get up that early every morning before work. But I'm I'm like you were before, just not a morning person. So I got to find that motivation to, to get myself out of bed. Do you know the secret? No. If I knew the secret, it wouldn't be a secret. Have kids because you're up at 6 a.m. anyways. So you might as well just go to the gym. Oh, oh, oh. God. That sounds expensive. Well, that's easy. There yeah. you go. <laughs> easy solution. <laughs> yeah. For anyone who's listening, whether you are a runner or you want to be a runner, you know what? Join us. We'll we'll plan out more details, obviously, of this run, but join us on our journey, whether you want to run 5K, 10K, whatever it may be. Like there's a great app called Couch to 5K, and there's a couple different ones, but there's a free one that's really good where it's an eight-week program. You run for a half hour three times a week. And in that two months, you can go from I went from not being able to run a minute without stopping to running a, a 5K and in, in just over a half hour without stopping. So there's a, a real secret. So and and we'll we'll revisit that as we go on too. I know we last year, you know, I was signed up for a bunch of marathons and they they obviously didn't not marathons, but it's races. Like, holy yeah. shit. You signed <laughs> yeah. up for a couple marathons last year? No, I signed Whoa, up so I was signed up was for I? a 5k. Where was I for these marathons? I was signed up for a 5k and a 10k that were both also, it was like, and I was signed up for the Woody's Marathon, but the 10K okay. part of the marathon. And then with our friends, I, I didn't come up with the name, but we started running every once in a while. We just called it the Ted K, where it was, we set a date. We had, you know, 10, 15 of us, whatever we could have come out. And you come out and if you want to walk five or 10K, you do it. Or you want to run 3K. It's just about setting a personal best. So I think uh, obviously in September, that'll be some form of a, a Ted K. But uh, hopefully throughout the summer, we can uh, not just the four of us do is get 
get out with some other people. I know we know a lot of runners, but uh, hopefully we can do it. Dustin, I hope you get back into running too. Hopefully, uh, you know, you can can start finding the, the time and motivation, but it, it's tough. It's COVID. It's not as easy. So uh, no, good luck to you guys. And I think no matter what, uh, I look forward to this. If I'm the only one who runs a, ends up running a 10K, I'm still going to thank you guys for the motivation to get back and, and be able to run a 10K. So I'll be there with you, Ted. Hey, you know what, Ted? You're welcome. I'm going to predict that I do a marathon this summer, <laughs> and it's probably going to be The Office. <laughs> hey <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm thinking I'm, I'll, probably, I'll probably binge watch The Office. Uh, yeah, I think the next time Dustin runs, it's going to be to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if Dustin's running, there's either an ice cream truck in front of him or a murderer behind him. <laughs> or both. Oh, what a way to go. But like hey, so and- close to ice cream and yet so far away. <laughs> <laughs> like just think how happy you would be. Like you're about to you're about to get <laughs> ice cream and go. then they're like, oh shit, the murderer's gonna get me. <laughs> oh, that like I used to think drowning would be the worst way to go. Now I'm thinking that would probably be the before one way. The one way I don't want to die. Um no, but and before we move on to one quick shout out to Stride Physiotherapy because they did bring the four of us in and we got to do a running assessment with Blake and Jen there, which I found really interesting, really helped a lot. And we got fitted for some compression socks as well. And a little bit of a video on that too coming out. Uh, Stay tuned for that on social media. But I think for that, you know, going in, whether you train a ton or not, being able to go do something like that and learn about how you run and the physics of how you run is is pretty important too. Because we didn't even talk about injuries because that's the number one reason why any of us probably are going to be deterred from from doing this 10K. Yeah, I found out because they analyzed each of our running styles. And I've found out that I don't run as straight as I could. So that's probably why I'm wasting a lot of energy just because I'm zigzagging. So I just have to straighten out my stride and then I'll be able to run that 10K. But if there's a murderer after you, they say (laughs) running in a zigzag like a gazelle, right? No, that's when when you're getting chased by an alligator or crocodile. Oh, okay. Hey, it could happen. Yeah. (laughs) A murdering crocodile. You can't rule it out. And hey, uh, Lund, get those pipes ready because we're moving into another round of deer call. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm going to look that one up, actually. Like, I've probably done that one before, hey? I feel like you've done some pretty similar ones the last few episodes here, so he's di- He's dialing it in, maybe? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I thought that still sounded like a bird. I think you sound like a bird almost every time. <laughs> well, I think you sound like a bird all the time. Thank you. All right. Nah. Deer Call is brought to you by Andrew Russell and & Associates, Central Alberta's number one real estate team, proudly invested in the Central Alberta community, Visit them at andrewrussell.ca. Boom. Tell them Lundy sent you. And tell them Lundy <laughs> sent you. <laughs> so we, we think, we're hoping soon we're going to have a nibble on this. With, Man, the real Andrew estate Russell. market has been on yeah. fire, apparently. I don't think housing prices in Red Deer have gone up big time, but just the amount of sales lately have been huge. So someone's got to buy a house from yeah. Andrew. And I know Andrew's been a tough guy to get a hold of. We do want to do something with him too and talk to him and actually learn a little bit more about this boom in the housing market and stuff. So stay tuned to that. Andrew, we're saying it right now so you can't duck us any longer. We're going to get you and we're going to learn some stuff about houses. We're going to get you good. And congratulations, Andrew, on being a 2022 podcast sponsor. Really appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's never too early to celebrate a victory. That's right. So keeping with the theme of this episode, because there's no point in talking about things you can do in 
inside. We're expanding now. We ask people in the springtime, the weather's getting nice. You know, it's a little bit different than summer too, but your favorite places in Alberta to go in the springtime and maybe your favorite activities there as well. And, and got a couple answers. A lot of people just basically said, hey, sit on a patio, which, hey, good news. You can still do that. But, uh, you know, Amber said one, I've never been there. Castle Falls and Crow's Nest Pass, best place for bush camping and cliff jumping with two things that just sound like a big nope to me. I've done cliff jumping before from, I think, about 30 or 40 feet. It's scary. And if you don't tip your toes in the right yeah. way, your the bottom of your feet just get smoked. But it's a it's a blast after you after you've done it. You just you have a huge rush, and then you feel like oh. you can do anything after you've jumped off a cliff. I'll tell you guys one thing. Anyone listening, if you see me cliff jumping, it actually means I've fallen, and you need to call an ambulance because that's the only way you're getting me off a cliff into the water. <laughs> also, Ted, I can confirm Amber is correct. Castle Falls is awesome. I was lived down south for seven years, and we did some camping in that area. It's a great spot. And anyone, if you if you head down south, book into Castle Falls. Jordan said camping and hiking around Abraham Lake. So that's a, another place you see all over Instagram. I can't say I've been out there, but I, I hear good things. And I'm probably only going to continue to hear good things because I'm not interested in hiking. That was mine. Camping out by Nordig, Fish Lake, Abraham Lake. There's so many beautiful lakes out there. There's great hikes, Siffler Falls. It's a great spot. It's one of our favorites to go to with our camping friends. I know you guys aren't big campers and Kev Walsh have cabins, so... You know, I love that spot and Abraham Lake is picturesque. So if Alberta's got some of those in Canmore, Banff, Lake Louise, Nordig, Jasper, Abraham Lake, you can put that right up there. Um, Jeremy said the lakes up at Lac La Biche. So I've been up there, not the lakes. I mean, you have to assume the lakes are nice. It's in the name, but I think lakes in general, right? In this, you know, this time of year can't necessarily, you know, go in the water until a little bit later in the spring, but still nice to, to get out to the lakes. Uh, another thing I love about central Alberta is there is a lot of lakes. Yeah, my uh, my family grew up at at Gull Lake here, just half hour outside of out of Red Deer. Uh, every summer we we'd spend the the two summer months out there, going boating, having beach days, playing with all the other kids on summer break. And uh, as I've gotten older, I've haven't been able to spend as much time out there. But when the weather is nice, uh, I try and get out on the lake as much as I can. And I know uh, Kev, you you like to hit up uh, another lake with your family. Yeah, so lucky enough, we have a family cabin at Buffalo Lake, just east of the city. We're about an hour door to door. And uh, we're out there almost every weekend, which is what Dustin was alluding to. All, all our friends like to go camping and we're just like, no, we'll take the cabin with the showers. And uh, it's a pretty easy spot to uh, rest up on, on a weekend in the summer. Yeah. So obviously, you know, the lakes everywhere around central Alberta, lots of great stuff to do. Uh, Jesse said going to Banff and Jasper for candy and hikes. I mean, yeah, the, you know, the, the candy store is awesome. I, I might not make it to the hike after, but obviously if you buy a lot of candy and kind of ties into to my favorite thing to do, well, spring, summer, fall, whatever. And something that I've only done recently is going out to Canmore and hey, we're talking about bikes again, but going on that bike trail from Canmore to Banff. I mean, hopefully a couple people listening, be inspired to do it this year. I would recommend going on a weekday. Obviously it's going to be less busy, but that trail, I think it's like an hour and 10 minutes from Canmore to Banff, a little bit more uphill, but it's not that bad. Uh, 
and then like just under an hour back because you're obviously if you're going uphill one way unless you know you're someone's grandpa telling a story it's got to be downhill the other way so it's an awesome trail you go for the day you hang out a bit in Banff you get some exercise the views are nice and I will recommend just to so that Dustin knows he's not the only one who's had a, an incident in the woods I won't name any names but the last time we went on the way back there was a bathroom incident and hey in between there's there's long stretches where there's no bathroom and this person uh, had to go in the woods whatever borrowed some Kleenex from another person we were with went in comes out we ride we're probably another 40 minutes back to get to Canmore get there and realize that they left they left their fanny pack there on the ground in the woods with their keys (laughs) keys keys wallet everything in there so then they had to drive back up the highway and I think you guys know you can see the path from the highway they had to go up the highway and kind of probably like 15-20 minutes and then turn around again and park just on the side of the highway and once they figured out where to go he had to scale a fence like you I think you guys know like Mm -hmm. those wildlife fences and stuff not easy (laughs) go over run into the woods find where he was and and get his fanny pack and then and run hop back so um, (laughs) yeah did he use find my iPhone or just his nose (laughs) (laughs) probably just his nose because I mean yeah I I, I don't know the details I, I didn't ask after that but i uh, just want to let you know dustin you're not alone it happens uh, but you honestly otherwise it, it's an awesome trail and i know i'm guessing i don't know kevin if you've done it before but i'm guessing that's something you probably would, would want to do this summer and there's only one really steep hill so even if you're like pulling a trailer with kids you just walk up that one part and it's pretty easy the rest of the way no ted there's no walking not allowed. <laughs> My hips are too tight to pedal up that, but you got those nice sturdy legs. You could probably get up there, but uh, that's another one. Hey, hopefully we can do as a group or, or do something like that because it's it's just an awesome way to get outside and hey, you know, you forget about everything that's going on in the world at, at least for an hour or two. So so that's uh, that's my recommendation for things to do around Alberta. Anyone have anything else good to share? A few years ago, we took our family. We were in Kananaskis country. Country, uh, and it's called Troll Falls. And so it's a hike that you can go on. It's actually like literally right beside the Nakiska Ski Hill. But my wife had found it. She she did some research on some good family-friendly hikes. Uh, it is in the forest and you end up at these beautiful waterfalls. We had a double chariot stroller that we were able to push through the, the pass. Yeah, there was a couple, you know, tough spots where you know, I'm lifting it up or whatever, but it was very accessible uh, with two young kids and it was a great way to spend an afternoon. It was very safe in there and and saw some other people. I, 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 my biggest thing is, you know, running into a bear. So, I'm always a little nervous about going on hikes in the mountains, but uh, very safe, very serene and, and a great spot. So, again, check out Troll Falls if you're looking for somewhere cool to go with your family or by yourself, Ryan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll go check it out by myself this summer. I guess. <laughs> God. <laughs> hey, no, that's and that's a good that's a good tip. I think this is all about you know exploring the province more, hearing about places, things you haven't done or maybe haven't thought of. So thank you to everyone who shared as well and. We're moving into a bit of a, a paradigm shift, but first I got to know because Lund Dustin versus Lund is over. Dustin almost gave it up, but but ended up winning. So I, as we're sitting here right now, your chest is not waxed. But by the time this episode comes out, it, it probably will be. And so there's another reason to go check out our social media because you can probably watch it on there. How are you feeling 
going in. You got a couple days before you're going into this. Yeah. So the plan is I'm going to get uh, get the old bat signal waxed off this weekend. And uh, yeah, I've never been waxed before anywhere. I've heard a few horror stories and I've heard that it's going to be a walk in the park. So I don't know who to believe. So I think I just might have just I'll just have to psych myself up before I go. The girl that that's doing it, she, she seems really nice. She seems like a total professional. So I've got all the faith in the world uh, in her. And <laughs> I just hope it goes goes off without a hitch goes really really smoothly and i hope i'm in and out of there within like 15 minutes and then <laughs> and then the biggest thing is i hope i i enjoy the feeling after it's done i hope it just doesn't feel really weird <laughs> like, i hope i don't feel like naked like even though i'll be wearing a shirt afterwards so i don't know a lot of a lot of unknowns for me going into this weekend you're so used to having a fur coat on your chest so i think it's probably gonna feel weird yeah <laughs> well it is it is almost summertime so i guess it's a good time of year to get to yeah. get your chest waxed and you're gonna have that runner's bot yeah. soon so you're oh, gonna yeah. want to have a and think about how easily you can move through water you're gonna be so aerodynamic yeah, yeah. you guys will be eating my dust in that 10k <laughs> So a big shout out to Alana Hawks who is doing the waxing and I think as soon as we announced this back in December she was on it she was ready couldn't wait to do it and had to wait a little bit but no I'm looking forward to it I can say as someone who's been waxed before I'm not going to say where <laughs> No please tell us Yeah well no I get I get my back done a lot cuz it's Nothing wrong with a hairy back, but oh, I like no, the way it feels. I thought, yeah. I thought you were well, going to say. I almost got my bum waxed accidentally, if you if you want to hear about that. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so I do, as I said, I get my back done. Um, and when I first moved to Red Deer and I went in, this is uh, my first time at this place in Red Deer. And I go in, I've, I've been waxed before. So she goes in and says like, oh, you know, I've got a towel to, to cover yourself, you know, and that. And, and she said something about, yeah, you just take your pants off and... <laughs> you know, go ahead. And I'm thinking, why do I need to take my pants off to get like, to get my back done? So I didn't, I'm like, okay, the towel must just be to cover my pants and that. And she comes in and I, I have my shirt off and lay in there and she just starts giggling and goes, oh my God, they told me you were getting your bum waxed. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I didn't even know they did that. I would not feel comfortable paying any amount of money to make someone do that. So <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it's out there. Maybe you just stick you with chest You guys better for not now. have told Alana that I'm getting <laughs> a different <laughs> Because I just, I, I just assumed she knew she was waxing my chest. I didn't even bring it up. Well, but there's only I'm, one way to find out. Yeah. Okay. And so, Dustin, I just got to say, because we always ask Lund how he's feel. How good does it feel to be the winner of that? Because you did almost let it slip away, and you, you came out like really at the last. It was the last question of round eight, and you got it. You pulled out the win. Yeah, it feels really good. And you guys tried to rig it in Lundy's favor with the spelling bee and the grade five <laughs> test, knowing that I was a 55 average in high school and he was on the honor roll. I get it. We wanted to prolong it so you guys didn't have to do a competition, but it felt really good to get that last win. And I can't wait to be there by his side with a mask on, ripping off the first strip. So oh, no, here we no, go. Alana, Alana would never let you do that. Well, I think I think it's standard to blindfold people when you wax them so that they don't look at what's happening. So you won't even know who's doing it. Yeah, I'll know. I know what <laughs> Dustin's hands feel like. <laughs> Morsey, we definitely didn't rig it. We just couldn't find that many things where you where Lundy didn't have an advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair point. So that that last question that I lost it on, where the the answer was Beaver Lodge. Our buddy uh, Eric Bully texted me immediately after he listened to the episode. He's like, "You idiot! You knew you know I'm from Beaver Lodge." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh crap!" So I let him down. Be like, he was so disappointed in me, and that's that's the that's the thing that hurts the most. 
I don't care about my chest. I care about my fans. I let them down and (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to live with myself for the rest of the day. (laughs) I I think there's more people rooting for you to get your chest waxed. Yeah. I think that to, to your fans, that's a win. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out, I guess. All right, let's move on. Let's go because yeah. now, now me and Dustin are the hosts. So now we're going to move into the first round of Ted versus Walsh, which is brought to you by Travis Kletke, chartered professional accountant, partner at Swainson Alexander, located in downtown Red Deer, building connections through exceptional service and trusted professionalism, one client at a time. So don't leave your taxes till the last minute. Contact Travis today to get the job right. Learn more at SwainsonAlexander.ca. I, I made up that last part. So hopefully, hopefully old Kletke likes that. But hey, it's it's tax season. And if you didn't get enough tax tips from a, a basement podcast, then Travis is your guy. Yeah, you probably should go do an accountant to get tax tips. That sounds like great advice. Okay, so now now we're playing Walsh versus Emmett, and uh, I'm getting my chest wax as punishment. What does a loser have to do for your guys' contest? Yeah, this took a little bit of convincing to Walsh, and this is uh, kind of outside the box, but whoever loses this for one day, and it's going to be a Saturday, has to get fake nails put on, like the really ridiculously long ones. You have to have it on for the whole day, and you can't hide out in your house. Like You probably have to go play around a golf, or maybe you've got to type like a 2000 word essay. I don't know what it is, but you're going to have these ridiculously long nails. And like, I'm glad I don't have contacts because that might even be a problem for Walsh. But we're going to have to go out and and have these ridiculously long nails for a whole day and, and go out and do a, a whole bunch of activities. And I've seen it done before. And that's why I know it is a punishment. That, that sounds, yeah, I agree. As long as you don't just hang out in your house for the rest of the day, you have to go do something because that sounds, that sounds terrible. I think those are called French tips, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> May, you, you might be right. I don't know. And I'm talking like like comically long nails. Like, yeah, And you see some people do function with them, but for us, I don't think it's going to go great. So I don't know, Walsh, how, I had to convince you a bit. How are you feeling about that one? Yeah, well, I mean, my my first thing was, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm on a computer all day for work, so I was a little skeptical because I actually need to work, so I was I was worried about that. But when we when we kind of nailed it down and said, let's do a Saturday and let's make sure that we're <laughs> oh, you know fun. getting out and about and and uh, nailed it, nailed it down. Don't don't even pretend like you didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> I'm a natural. Yeah, I know. Definitely want to get some some activities in there just to show how hard it is. Yeah, and like I honestly, I might need a spotter just to go to the bathroom. No, no. Well, we'll tell you. It's a long ways away, yeah, but yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll nail down what activities you have to do. But we'll we'll say the winner can pick a couple activities that the loser has to do. So are we doing first to five again, like the last contest? Yeah, it'll be, a, again, a best of nine. So give you guys a nice break. And hey, whoever wins Ted versus Walsh, it's going to be blank versus Dustin, the next one. So giddy up. And I know it's, yeah, it, it's a bit of a shift. It's going to be interesting being on the other side of this. I know we, we had a ton of fun watching you guys uh, attempt to, to do all these quizzes and challenges. And, and now it's in your hands. Round one. Fight! Well, let's get her going then. Walsh versus Emmett. You know, you guys used up a lot of the cool games that, you know, we brought forward for our own contest. So Sounds like a you problem. We went swimming a little bit on this one. We've we've come up with a couple good ideas to start. And being a Red Deer local podcast, we thought, why not start with, let's see how well Ted and, and Kev know Red Deer. So oh. 
We have 10 multiple choice questions of streets or avenues or closes or crescents. And you guys are going to have to tell us, we're going to name three. You guys have to tell us which one doesn't exist. We have a tiebreaker settled um, and we'll let you think about it early here. And it's going to be the number of neighborhoods that actually exist in Red Deer. That'll be the tiebreaker closest to without going over. So here we go. Question one, Lundy, you want to kick it off? All right. So the three streets that i have listed here are brown clothes berry avenue burgundy court one of those does not exist in red deer i'm in enjoy this victory walsh this oh i said a brown clothes burgundy so the place that does not exist is burgundy court oh one nothing walshy did you did you know that or is that just a guess because mine was just a guess i was partly a guess i knew one of them I think Dustin, he's already getting back at me for making games in Lund's favor because I've only <laughs> lived in Red Deer well, for five goddamn years and like I go from point A to point B. Yeah, I'm not sure how... It, it's definitely a hard competition for anyone. I, I've lived here my whole life and I'm not sure I know a, a whole lot of these answers. So it's going to be interesting to see how you guys do. But I think, I think you've got a shot, Teddy. Question number two. We're going to the Johnstone neighborhood. Is it A, Jepson Crescent... B Johnson Avenue or C Jones Crescent. There's okay. There's no way there's a Jetson Crescent. Jones. So you guys pick Jepson and Jones, and the correct answer is Johnson Avenue. It is in uh, Lacombe. Both got it oh, wrong. Sorry, you said Jepson with a P. Yeah, yeah Jepson. Oh, I thought you said Jetson. So I said there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tough break. All right, next one. Card Crescent. Cody Avenue, Cole Street. What did I say? I said card. The place that does not exist is Cody Avenue. Oh, oh no. Walsh with a 2 nothing lead. Oh, no. Okay, so we're going to question four. We're, we're heading to Morris Row, kind of in the neighborhood of, well, my parents live there, but we're going A, Murphy Avenue, B, Marion Crescent, or C, Moon Avenue. I think you're trying to trick us here. I said whatever A was. A was Murphy. Oh, the correct oh, wow. answer was, so you, was C, Moon oh. Avenue. It, it's actually Moon Crescent. Oh. And Moon Avenue is actually in LA, Los oh. Angeles, California. <laughs> well, Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Three well. nothing Walshy. Oh, man. That was a trick question. I'm on to you. Let's go over to, I, I'm guessing this is Deer Park, Dodge Avenue, Diamond Street. Dickens Close. I think I got this one. Diamond. Dodge. Dickens Close. <laughs> you know what? I know I know Diamond Street though because I, I my don't. red deer dad Tim makes me pick him up all the time. <laughs> he lives over there. You still, I you still, still got still it wrong. Got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I knew what one street was. That's a that's a moral victory for Ted. Still four nothing Walsh. Three nothing or four nothing? Three. Okay, we're heading to Oriole Park in Red Deer. And the answers are A, Or Drive, B, O'Malley Crescent, or C, O'Neill Close. O'Malley. O'Neill. Ted climbs back into oh, the game. 3-1. Uh-oh. O'Malley Walsh. Crescent is actually located in Australia. Fun fact. I knew that. Can't believe you didn't know that, Walsh. No, I've been there. I just forgot. Next three streets are Glen Drive, Good Crescent, Gun Street. What were the first two? Glen or... Good? Yeah, Glen Drive uh, or Good Crescent. Sounds like a nice place to live. Doesn't sound bad. Yeah, better than shithole Crescent. Yeah. <laughs> good Crescent. Glen. 
the place that does not exist is Glen Crest, oh, Glen Drive. Oh, Teddy. Ooh. Teddy climbs back in it. Three, two, Walsh. I'm not going to lie. Like, none of them have been A, so I figured one had to be eventually. Okay, we're heading to Inglewood, so Walsh might have an advantage here living close to that, but... I used to live there. Oh, yeah. You might have the advantage yeah. then, Ted. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, we got A, Ivy Place, B, Isbister Close, or C, Ireland Crescent. It said... Yeah, whatever A was. Ireland. We have a tied match. A teddy. Three, so I, three. I, all right. Uh, my final three are Salisbury Avenue, Sydney Close, Sanderson Crescent. First one sounds delicious. Sydney. Sanderson. The correct answer is Sanderson. Oh, Walsh takes oh, the lead. Walshy. That was the only one I thought actually existed. Well, that's why I made was, it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So this is the last question. This is the last one. We made it to the last question. Oh. And we're heading to Kentwood. Ooh. Where I don't even know where the <laughs> I don't even know where that is. No, nah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> A Kershaw Close. B Kelly Close. C Kirby Street. Kelly. Oh no, I said Kelly. Oh, they both said the same answer and they were both correct. Oh. So Walsh, Walsh oh. gets the victory by one. Oh, Congratulations, boy, Walsh. Walsh. Hey, oh. hey, way to make it competitive though, Teddy. Just for fun, let's see who would have won the tiebreaker. Yeah, you said, yeah. How, yeah. so is it how many subdivisions are in Red Deer City Limits? Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. I know there's at least 10 based on your questions. I'm going to say yeah. I don't know. 18. Well, I said 22. <laughs> well, Teddy, you would have won the tiebreaker because it was 40. Hopefully, our friends, 40? hopefully 40? our friends at Tourism Red Deer can confirm that. But yeah, I found I found 40 on the internet. I, I looked it up and it's either 40 or 35. Hey, good for Red Deer. That's a high number. Yeah, we're growing. Yeah. We're growing. Walshy, nice work on the on the win early. It feels good. I, I'm sure you're it's, feeling pretty fresh. Right it now. sucks. It sucks to fall behind, Teddy. Yeah. Uh, don't I just need, a, I need like a puzzle a type of one. I think like the puzzle one I could do better. But if, if it's just brain power, like straight up knowing stuff, I'm in trouble. Wow. This one, this one we thought was pretty rad. Even though, even though, like Walsh, how many of those streets did you actually know? There's probably a couple you you've heard of before, but a, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was one where he knew it was like Moon Crescent or whatever. That's an advantage, but that's okay. There's going to be something where I probably have an advantage. So, you know what? It's it's just one. I liked the game. You you guys did great right, right <laughs> off the hop. And yeah, that's tough being in the hot seat though. Like not that I ever doubted it was, but man, I don't know, man. Especially when I'm just playing a guessing game pretty much. <laughs> I, I knew a couple though, at least. I'm glad you picked like one where like the streets where I lived right around and had to drive almost every day. I don't for, think he did that one. on purpose. I think no, that was I just coincidence. I forgot you lived in Inglewood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I've Hey, fun fact. I think I've lived in four different neighborhoods in like the five years I've lived here. Well, so, only 36 more to go. Yeah, I was going to say not, only one of them was the ones that would have helped me with this. Yeah, but hey, better, better move soon to get in those 36. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm kidding, yeah. Ted. No, you're not. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on before my feelings get hurt more. But but hey, good job, Walsh. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to... Usually that time was filled by Lund saying he wants a recount or he wants to look back and that. And you know, I'm looking forward to moving on from that because you won fair and square and, and looking forward to the next one. So that is pretty much it for episode nine. So thank you everyone for tagging along again. A huge, huge thank you to the Black Falls Bulldogs for being this episode sponsor. Make sure you follow them on social media. They do a, a great job. They're really 
build in the hype for that team. Stay tuned for everything that's that's coming out for them. And thank you to Jody. Uh, you know, I'm a little mad for for taking my work husband away from me and Dustin, but you know what? Looking forward to what he can do there. And hey, as always, this is the plug. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media. Uh, we're always at least attempting to do fun stuff on there. Love the interaction and follow us on YouTube too. That's a, a big one we're trying to build, especially working with Ryan and Riley. And on that note too, as always, thank you to our presenting sponsor, Bose Bar and Stage and to you three guys for your final thoughts. I thought it might suck going back to Zoom and it did a little bit. It, maybe the energy wasn't as high as, as we were in studio when we were all jacked up and, and pumped to be all together, but I think it went well. And, and thanks to all our listeners and our sponsors, our partners, and I'm done my current employment this week. I got a week off to get some golf in, so I'm geared up, ready to go and, and looking forward to the next one. Thanks for the, the night, boys. Hey, no, Dustin, thank you. Thank you for being <laughs> you. And... And yeah, that's that's it. That's all I have to say about Dustin. What about me and Ted? Oh yeah, you guys are here too. Uh, Kevin, you you killed it again, my friend. <laughs> I think <laughs> is it just me or has he gotten shorter? There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> pretty soon it's just going to be eyeballs and eyebrows. Uh, yeah. on these I wasn't going to say anything, but you were pretty low there. Uh, yeah, no, Ted. Thanks for thanks for guiding us through another episode. Uh, Kev, thanks for sitting there and 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 talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh i know we i know we talked about fitness a little bit this this uh episode but you know what if you're gonna have a cheat month make it make it april uh get get your burgers in this month got a great burger with cilantro and tribe supporting a great charity and i know i'm gonna have about four or five more before the before the month ends and then i'm gonna run my ass off to start uh may so hope to see you guys soon yeah, I just want to echo what I had a friend text me today and said, oh, you know, me and my wife are going out for a date night here before the lockdown and we're going to Cilantro and Chive. And is your burger really good? Like, is it actually tasty? Because it does sound weird. And I said, no, it, it's it's delicious. Yeah, it sounds weird. And he said, okay, yeah, you've sold me. It's down in my final, like my top two choices. And I said, well, this burger's only around for a limited time. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Nice. And yeah, it's for the nice. kids. Yeah. And it's for the kids. So I, I think he's going to get it. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to when I can taste it. I, I haven't been able to since we were first there. So I got to catch up here. I got probably three or four in me for the rest of the month. So. I already have three or four in me, so you really do have to catch up. And hey, on that note too, you know, hats off to again Chef Ryan, not this Ryan, but it's cilantro and chive for really taking taking our imagination and putting it on a burger. It, it really is out there, and hopefully encourages people to try new things as well. Because again, maybe put off by the elk, but I haven't heard one bad thing about it. And yeah, get out there and, and try something new, and and hopefully we can can raise some money, get superheroes here in Central Alberta. So expand your food box. Yes, expand your food. Box. or your belly yeah uh, i think both will happen so with that again thanks everyone you know what again a little weird being back on on zoom uh, hopefully we're our same level of pretty not bad though and for kevin walsh dustin moore and ryan lund we're gonna take a page out of the book of the sopranos and